Welcome to Journey Church Tucson Sermon Podcast. We are an evangelical free church seeking to honor God by making disciples that learn about, love like, and live for Jesus. I am about to introduce our ministry resident children's ministry coordinator, director, director. I gave her too long of a title, so now I can't even remember it. Uh, but this is Holly Good, for those of you who have not met her at some point in her 16 years here, 20, 20. I think are 20. we are we taking college out of that? Oh, like to, well, I was here for the summers. Oh, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, well, Holly came on uh, in order to free up Janet to move over to disability ministry, and I've said this before, but just to, to make the comment again, uh, when we were thinking about the importance of disability ministry to this church and what it would mean to be able to shift Janet into a role where she could focus on disability ministry, which she'll talk about uh, in a little bit, we started praying for somebody who understood the culture of our church, understood disability ministry, and could hop in feeling no need to conform to a certain manner or method in which kids' ministry is done, as Jim mentioned there are some questions about how we've done things in the past not just like this church in general but the american church more broadly uh, and how well that is making robust faithful disciples of jesus christ so we were looking for somebody who was willing to try new things to try looking in the past to try looking into the future as well as uh, taking disability ministry seriously and fitting in with the staff culture that jim had built at this church and lo and behold Holly Good fell right into our lap as we were praying for those sorts of things. And so she has taken over uh, for Janet. She started in early December. Yeah. 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 Early December. So she's a few months in. And I just want to run through some basic questions with her so that you all can know whether you've got kids. And here's the idea behind this. We want people at our church to know what's happening at our church, even if they're not directly involved in that ministry. So I want even those of you who don't have kids or are kids uh, to know, hey, here's what we're doing, here's where we're going uh, with kids' ministry. So, uh, Holly, how are things going in kids' discipleship? Yeah, well, I started in December kind of shadowing Janet and then really took it over in January, so I'm about two months in. Uh -huh. So, still learning a lot, um, but things are going really, really well. We have an awesome team of teachers and volunteers um, that rotate every week in our nursery, our preschool, and our elementary. Um, and then we have people that will sub, and um, so that's been awesome. I really just get to do a lot of the coordinating for that, and then when uh, teachers call out sick and can't make it, um, or, you know, have a trip planned or something, then I get to go in and teach, which I've loved. Mm -hmm. um, and our students are really They've been really enthusiastic about the lessons and the activities that we do. Um, so that's just been really fun to see, and I've loved getting to work with them. Good, good. Uh, what do you think we need to know as a whole church in terms of your ministry area? Yeah, so for this question, I was thinking mostly about the philosophy of, mm -hmm. of kids' ministry and kids' discipleship. Um, and so the two biggest things I've been thinking about that if you guys are thinking of ways to pray specifically for me, these are the two areas that come up um, for, for wisdom that I need is, the first one is the challenge of creating a learning environment where there is robust 
theological education going on, but also creating a space where, where church is, I, I guess creating the, the positive implicit memories for mm. our children where they're learning to love Jesus, they're learning, uh, they're experiencing love from their teachers and volunteers, they're learning to love church, like church just implicitly is a joyful place for them, it's not just a classroom, um, but they're also learning depth and, mm -hmm. and being discipled in truth and having like a rich theological foundation that they can build off of. Um, and that's, that's a hard balance to find. And so that's definitely something we've been talking about as a staff and working through. Um, so pray for that, for that balance. And then the other thing is um, philosophically is um, the role of the church and not not taking the position of we are going to disciple all these kids, but we're going to come alongside parents to disciple their their kids. We're mm -hmm. gonna we're gonna assist families in discipling <clears throat> their students, not we're gonna disciple their students. So those are the two big things that that we've been thinking a lot about and trying to be intentional with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so much of that is great. When I was a high school teacher, it struck me how important. Uh, somebody's response to and feelings towards their environment and their teacher were in them learning the content. Mm -hmm. You could have somebody who had all the knowledge, who was an excellent communicator, but if there's a disconnect in terms of the relationship between yeah. student and teacher, or if there's a discomfort in the environment, it really undermines our ability to do the sort of robust discipleship mm -hmm. we're trying to do. I, I've been really impressed just thinking about, uh, for those of you that don't know, we have our midweek discipleship classes going on. Holly is teaching one for our kids. And given the age range she is teaching, there's no single curriculum that really fits well with that age range. So Holly has been taking a curriculum, sort of boiling it down to its most important parts and then reconstructing it at varying levels for uh, those different levels of kids. So I. I think that that's a really impressive, uh, and one of, I think it's really impressive, and I think it's one of the things that makes Journey a, a kind of special church, is that we're trying to avoid these sort of cookie-cutter things and trying to really serve the people who are with us, uh, our particular congregation, our particular students, our particular kids. <coughs> uh, with that being said, uh, what are you working on in your ministry areas? And I probably just gave one of them away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had three, three, three that I wrote down, mm -hmm. and we'll go through really quick. One is the attributes of God class, because mm -hmm. that's something I consistently get to do. So me and my husband Josiah are um, the teachers for that class. Uh, we have 15 students signed up, which is really encouraging because the midweek for children is new and we were really worried about it gaining traction mm -hmm. because, you know, students are in school or, or they're in school and then they have bedtime or they have yeah. extracurriculars. So that's really encouraging. We have 15 children in that. Um, so attributes of God, we are considering potentially um, bringing back the Moms Connect ministry that uh, we had really consistently last year that was led uh, by Carol James who moved. Um, so we're prayerfully considering that and timing for that, um, relaunching that, basically. Uh, so be praying about that. That's one of the, the prayer requests on our sheet that I'll and talk about. And if you're interested <laughs> in that, 
let Holly and Carly? Yes, me let or Carly Fry. Just mm -hmm. let us know, because, mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be for young moms, mo or not young moms, but moms of any age with young children. <laughs> um, and then the third thing is just, um, right when I came on, I got to work a little bit on updating some of our spaces. So I don't know if you guys have seen the nursery, but there's new turf in there um, that I got to help put in and redecorated the nursery because there was nothing on the walls. Um, so just making it a warm space. Mm -hmm. And then we're doing some updates, may, potentially some substantial updates in Building C sometime this year or in the future. So mm -hmm. updating spaces was another one Great. that we're working on. And last question, uh, what are some needs in your ministry area, things that they can be praying for? I know they've got handouts on the table. Uh, yeah, needs, prayer requests, or announcements? Yeah, so if you look on your, it's, it's a little half sheet. Um, me and Jeremiah, Jeremiah both have one of these. Um, I'll just go through mine really quick. One is the Attributes of God class. One is praying specifically for our lead teachers that are responsible for teaching the scriptures. Um, in elementary and in preschool, I listed some names that you guys can be praying over. Um, and then praying for our students, just nursery through elementary, praying that the, the word of the Lord would take root in their hearts. Um, and then praying for the Moms Connect ministry um, as we are considering that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Great. Thank you so much, Holly. Jeremiah, where are you at? Would you join me up here? <clears throat> so Jeremiah Combs uh, comes to us from Navigators uh, and the U of A, and he also comes from a ministry family. It's one of the things Jim and I liked about him is he, he lived in and around the church because his dad is an EFCA pastor, and uh, it didn't terrify him which I like having around because that gives me hope for my children who are hanging out on the balcony right now. Uh, but if you can have somebody who's interested in hopping into ministry, even though they got to see it up close and personal in their family dynamics, uh, then that's always good. So uh, Jeremiah leads our student, or our youth and student discipleship, which are two different things. Uh, but Jeremiah, basic question, just how are things going in your ministry? going pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely a learning curve hopping into, uh, I've spent a lot of time in, uh, in NAVS in college, very college ministry focused, so to switch to middle school and high school, it's a very different realm. You're saying there's not a whole lot in common between a well, actually, student there's, and a junior Sometimes hire? there is a lot in common. Yeah, in terms <laughs> okay. of, yeah. but uh, mm -hmm. no, it's just different, different, mm -hmm. different atmosphere, different questions, different content. Um, right. So it's been really cool for myself to learn that and to, to mm -hmm. see my growth in that and then to you know, apply that to them. Mm -hmm. um, but between Sunday mornings, between the Wednesdays with the midweek starting, just getting to, we have s smaller groups, which is just really a blessing because it's so intentional in getting to get to know the kids, to know their needs, mm -hmm. um, to make, my, you know, I get to make my own curriculum and speak into those and right. ask them intentional questions and to really get to know them one-on-one. -on -one. So it's That's been fantastic. cool to, to build those relationships even in the last six months or so. Mm -hmm. And to, uh, yeah, the kids are just a lot of fun, real smart. Yeah, and you joined us around July? Yeah, around July. Yeah, around I got July. to start my midweek right after the roof got ripped off. Mm -hmm. So yes. that was a whole nother just sink or swim. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, so this semester has been a little bit a little uh, bit easier with that. Okay. What is, uh, what's anything that our whole church needs to know, whether they've got somebody, whether they have a youth or student at our church or not? Yeah, so like I said, we started the midweek uh, this last week, and it's titled Created for Christ. But just looking at identity, Mm -hmm. and um, overarching goal of just teaching the students how to engage scripture themselves, how to read the Bible, 
how to, how to interpret, how to ask questions, and to guide them through that. Um, so it's not just you know, us talking to them, but prepping them for you know, post high school, going into college, going into the workforce, mm -hmm. so they can build these habits themselves. Right. Um, and then Sunday mornings, you know, getting to, to ask them questions in the, same, in the same vein of just teaching them to engage scripture um, for all those ages. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see. And so, yeah, just, just working on that. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's been fun, and they've really rise up to the challenge just to see they're smart kids. And when you give them these questions, they, they really think about them. And uh, just entrusting them with more responsibility mm -hmm. and the growth in that. Because I know for me, it was, it was easy to be stagnant as a yeah. high schooler. And for those that don't know, when we, when we have the uh, learning opportunity where they are pulled out uh, to go into, into your group, you're focusing on the same yeah. text of scripture. Yeah. So one of the goals here was we wanted uh, people in the church looking at the same thing so that when you've got, if you've got a youth or student, and Holly, are we doing that with the kids too? Focused on the same text of scripture? Yeah. Yes, with the elementary. So if you've got an elementary school kid, a youth or a student, uh, when you get in the car after church, when you ask them, hey, what'd you learn today? They are looking at and studying at an age-appropriate level the same thing that Pastor Jim Rye is preaching on in here. And we wanted to do that so that there was, uh, as Holly said, more of an emphasis on making sure when we bring on somebody onto staff, we're not saying, hey, this is the primary discipler of a high school or junior high student. No, we're saying, this person is here, parents, that he might be a resource in helping you disciple your child. Because uh, that's your responsibility as a parent, my responsibility is to disciple my three children. Uh, and we, we're trying to bring people on and train people up who help us do that well. Uh, all right, so, and then, uh, so that's something the whole church needs to know about your ministry area. What are you working on in your ministry area? And you alluded to this already with midweek stuff. Yeah, so we talked about midweek. Mm -hmm. um, just with the class, working with the kids, helping them, helping them to learn to read scripture mm -hmm. and engage. I think in that, what we were talking about with the intentional philosophy, uh, what does it look like to have parents involved in terms of relationships with parents, how they get involved in the midweek, how we cultivate those discussions with parents outside of, you know, in their own homes. Um, so it's just been working on that, working with parents, and really just creating this whole family mm -hmm. discipleship, like you're saying. So it's not just they come to us. We talk to them, we send them off, mm -hmm. but building habits and habits that they can work through with their parents and their parents can come on midweek and see. So that's, those are the things we're working on now as mm -hmm. we get a little more established um, into the rhythm. Okay, great. And what is, uh, are there any announcements, needs, or prayer requests for your ministry area? Yeah, so just, I mean, general prayer for the students, um, mm -hmm. for me leading them, for our, for our other leaders. Um, high school, middle schoolers can be a handful sometimes. <laughs> but prayer for them too, just as they... Um, yeah, as they're, as they're coming, just that the, the spirit could work in them as they approach these hard questions, as they gain more life experience of what does their faith mean to them, uh, that it could be a real, a real question. Um, a lot of them are smart, and they, they already know, you know, they've got foundation down, but just to really apply it to their lives and for the, the spirit to touch their hearts. Um, just pray for that. And then also, same vein, but uh, we're looking at summer camps now. So just as we go through that process, um, just that we could do that intentionally and that we'd have good opportunities in front of us and just be guided in that by the spirit. Right. Right, cuz there's a lot of camps out there that they're not going <clears> to <throat> they're not going to match the method and ministry that we're attempting to do and so yeah. lots of discernment wisdom needed is looking at different things and trying to figure out 
with who would be ending up signing up for something like that, with what we're trying to teach as a church, uh, with our philosophy in terms of parents and involvement as them, the primary disciplers. Uh, where can we, where can we be thinking about and sending our kids where that's not going to kind of, that's not actually going to undermine something we're trying to do throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, and I think tying well, we had the opportunity to do a, a winter camp with mm-hmm. a couple other churches here in Tucson up on Mount Lemmon, and it was cool to just do the the message was kind of this making your faith your own, mm-hmm. and so it was cool to kind of be able to work the curriculum around that and to lean into okay, this semester we're talking about identity right. as you're making your faith your own, and so I think there's ways that these camps can tie into what you're learning and like you're saying your ministry philosophy and where you're going. So great, well thank you so much, Jeremiah. And last but certainly not least, Janet Payne. Uh, so many of you know Janet. She was previously our kids' ministry director, but as I mentioned before, uh, desiring to be more engaged in the disability community, seeing ourselves as kind of on the, the tip of the spear, the cutting edge of that, and really wanting to figure out if this is a, a unique vocation that Christ has given this particular local church body, how can we invest better in in discipling the disability community because one of the things pastor jim likes to talk about with this ministry is it's not just us serving them uh, us doing things for them but actually trying to figure out what it looks like to raise them up in the lord and to see them as part of our church body Uh, so janet and i uh, about a year ago got to work on a membership class for some of our friends uh, adult friends with disabilities and we've been trying to build that out since then so janet uh, what has been going on in disability ministry here at journey church Uh, Well, I think initially when we think about disability ministry here at The Journey, we think about our adult ministry and specifically Friends for Life, Mm -hmm. which is certainly a a huge part of what we do. It's thriving, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, But um, our disability ministry really includes what we, how we like to call it, across all ages and stages. Um, that from, from the littlest all the way up through the oldest, that we want to be a place of inclusion, mm-hmm. of belonging for, for any family um, and any individual impacted with, with disability, with special needs, uh, which is what's really exciting about our church, is that across our entire staff, you have individuals who are passionate about this, um, who are open to this, to dialogue, to figure out what does it look like to include um, our littlest um, in our elementary, our, our middles, and our in our youth and our um, student time, as well as our adults. Um, and we certainly have a lot to learn. We have a lot of growing to do in those areas, um, but we have a great staff team to be able to get there. Um, so that's kind of the the first part of what's going on. Um, we're very we we hear again and again and again not that we we don't we don't do it perfectly by any means all the time but but this is a very open and welcoming body mm-hmm. um, and we hear that that people um, can sense that when they come into our community and really appreciate that um, we've had a lot of growth happening um, especially in our adult ministry from night to shine last year and this year we've gotten um, a, more than a dozen new individuals who have started attending our adult ministries um, as well as from Capernaum that Holly has been leading. Um, we have some individuals that have graduated out of the Capernaum ministry and are starting to make their way into Friends for Life ministry as well. Um, 
we've, we are engaging in some deeper discipleship um, through a variety of, of events, activities that we have going on. Um, men and women meeting individually. Um, we have times of our friends being able to engage in really active learning environments where they are being discipled. Um, and just in real time, what does it look like to live out our faith as we are actually working together and serving together? Um, a lot of new friendships and camaraderie. It's been really great to see friends get to know each other well and to enjoy being together mm -hmm. and to want to do things together outside of the events that we have planned and making plans of their own to be able to get together with friends. Um, and then we have really a, a great group of very faithful and very consistent leaders. Leaders who show up multiple times a week in order to serve our friends and to serve alongside our friends. So we have a really great active ministry happening. Great. You covered a lot there. Is there anything our whole church needs, even if they don't consider themselves actively involved in disability ministry? There's a very much because of our Sunday morning gatherings. There's a uh, kind of a concept that just by being here, you are engaged in disability ministry because you never know who TZOC's going to go up and greet and exactly. things like that. Right. Exactly. But is there anything that they, they need to know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I, I, we've just redesigned our, our, our brochure for our disability discipleship, um, and I put them on the table because I would love for everybody, if you haven't already taken one home with you, to take one home with you and to look at it. The side with the picture of the church is actually the side that talks about our ministry to all ages and stages. So you come here on a Sunday morning, what can you expect and how can you learn more about that? The other side with the, with the hands all grouped together on it um, is really specific to our adult ministry. Um, I, I would love for everybody to take a look at that, even if you don't anticipate getting directly involved in our disability ministry, just because you all, this church, you are champions of this ministry. You're the ones that get to share it with others out in the community as you come across other people. You are the ones that get to welcome our friends as they walk in the door, because that's really critical that they don't just receive a welcome from the leaders or a welcome from the people that are on staff or a welcome from the people that serve in the ministries, but that they get a welcome from the body. Um, and so we want you to also just see the, the breadth and the depth of what it is that's going on here. So please take, take that brochure um, and know that, that you too are a part of the ministry, like Tyler said, just because you're here at the church. Uh, what are you working on in your ministry area? Um, because I've just been able to shift my, shift my focus purely kind of in looking at what is our disability ministry like. Um, as, as Tyler and I have spoken and Jim and I as well, we are, I'm taking the next four to six months, kind of however long it takes, just to kind of get a feel of what do we have going on here. Um, what are the different um, events, activities? What purpose do they serve? How well are they serving that purpose? Um, trying to get together with each of the families that called Journey Church their home church. Um, and some of you I've already had a chance to connect with, and some I'm still still making connections with and want to schedule times together. But I want to hear from the families, how do you experience the church? Um, the, the church in general, Journey Church specifically, um, where, where do you see your kids fitting into the church? Where are they growing? Where are we missing the mark? What, what have we not touched on that we really should that's under the mission of the church um, so that we are serving um, and discipling all of our friends really well? Um, so the interviews, um, we also, which I, I'm only a little piece of this, but Janetta and Gretchen Hall are a really big piece of this as well, is um, we are working on getting a parent um, 
I guess, support groups started. That might not be the best term. We um, have recently gotten connected with a gentleman in Phoenix who helps um, gather parents of, of kids with disabilities together and help provide them with information they need just in the community of resources that they have, but as well as being able to provide some just pastoral care to them. And so we just recently met with this gentleman and he's gonna be coming down here and we're gonna try, um, while we have our Friends for Life groups to have the parents gather um, with this with this man as well as a few of our other parents here and just say how can we be loving and caring for the parents of our friends um, and meeting their needs while their kids are getting loved on and cared for and learning as well um, so we have that happening this spring and looking at is that something that we want to continue on in the fall and let me see one more thing I don't know if I can read my notes um, you need me to read it? I, I don't think you can read it okay. either. <laughs> I can't remember what that said. I'll get to it later. <laughs> well, I just want to let you, we wanted to let you guys know that aspect that we're, uh, there's a sense in which everything we do here at Journey Church is really custom designed for our congregation, and that includes our disability ministry. And a big part of this comes out of, even as we try and think through who is our congregation, who are our kids, who are our students, who are our youth, uh, that even needs to be more so, more so true in our disability ministry. I might have told this story before, but I was uh, at Southern Seminary, and I had a professor. He teaches aesthetic philosophy, and he has a son uh, who's on the autism spectrum, and I was asking him just questions about what that looked like in terms of how I could grow as a teacher uh, for friends of ours with disabilities. And so we went out to lunch while we were out there, and uh, he, told, he said, well, the first thing you need to know is that you have to approach this in a very individual manner, uh, which is hard when you think about large gatherings of people. But he said, let me give you an example. His son with disabilities at the school he goes to, they give you an opportunity in your history class that if you get a question wrong on a quiz, if you take the, if you take the quiz home after you've had it graded or the test home, uh, you can work with your parents and find the right answer on the test uh, and then you can bring it back afterward and get half credit for everything. That's one of the accommodations his son gets. So his son comes home uh, with his history, American history test, and they're going through looking for the questions he got wrong. And the first question he got wrong is, Kitty Hawk and the Wright brothers paved the way for which branch of the United States military? A, the Air Force, B, the Navy, C, the Army, D, the Marine Corps, E, none of the above. And his son said, E, none of the above. And my professor's name's uh, Matthew Westerholm. Uh, Dr. Westerholm told his son, uh, well, nobody, you, you, uh, that's what you put on the test. Your teacher marked it wrong. It's not E, none of the above. So it's gotta be one of the other options. And over the course of about an hour, they worked through the entire history of Kitty Hawk. He asked his son if he remembers who the Wright brothers were, what Kitty Hawk was. And his son, like, detail for detail, date, timestamp, everything nails it. First in flight, North Carolina, all this kind of stuff. And Dr. Westerholm goes, great, okay, so if they built planes, A, the Air Force, B, the Army, C, the Navy, D, the Marine Corps. And his son goes, it's E, none of the above. And he goes, well, buddy, it just can't be E because your, your teacher already marked that wrong. And, and then his son exasperated and says, well, Dad, they didn't pave any roads. And it was just an eye-opening thing. When I heard that story, I realized, oh my gosh, there's so much I need to learn in terms of teaching, how I can be a better preacher and teacher when our friends with disabilities are in here to make sure 
that I am doing the most I can to present the word in an accessible manner. And so when we realize that that's the sort of thing that you run into when you're doing something like disability ministry, it's not just that we want to we gear everything we're doing towards people to, to the people who the Lord has brought here, but this needs to be even more so in your particular uh, in your particular ministry area. So with that, let me ask, unless you well, remember Well, hold on. No, yeah, I didn't remember it. You must oh. have read it because that's what it said <laughs> right uh -huh. there. My last point was one thing I am working on with, with a group of people is just, just trying to consider how do we help our friends to learn mm. um, about the Lord? Um, how, do we, how do we create the right learning environment? How do we use the right language? How do we use the right... Um, visuals or, or experiences so that they can learn um, these simple yet complicated truths about the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so, so part of what we're doing is just try, trying out a variety of things in a variety of ways um, and seeing what is it that our friends really connect to? What is it that they can remember? What is it that they can, that, that kind, of, kind of is a little spark for them to begin to understand who is the Lord? Who am I? What is it he's done for me? Um, and so it's just that, and I think that'll just be a continual thing yeah. that we'll be working on because as new, as new individuals come in, that creates a new environment, a new opportunity for us to figure out how do we, how do we help our friends know God more? Well, that's excellent. Uh, so last question then, what announcements, needs, or prayer requests do you have for disability discipleship? Um, on, on your tables, you have one of these ones that has some bl a blue square on it. Um, first, that God would be glorified in all that we do. Um, you know, as, as Jim and Tyler have both said, I mean, there's not a lot of churches that, that um, kind of pursue this area. And so our name is, is sort of known, and and to me that can be a little bit scary because we don't have it all figured out, and we don't always do it perfectly. We make mistakes. We have to apologize. We have to try to figure things out. Um, but ultimately, we're doing this so that the Lord is glorified mm -hmm. and so that those who are made in his image um, would have the opportunity to know him. And so that first and foremost, that God would be glorified with what we do and that um, that that we would he would give us um, just his strength and his wisdom as we're walking through it. Um, next, for new and creative ways for the gospel to be shared that allows for our friends to learn about God and to experience him. Um, for more people to enter into relationship with our friends, both directly by becoming a part of the, the leadership team of one of the aspects of ministry that we do, but even more importantly, indirectly, by just getting to know our friends, becoming mm -hmm. friends with them. Um, hanging out with them and their families, taking them out, um, providing a little bit of respite for their families, um, that that is something that you don't have to be on one of our uh, regular rhythms of leadership, but that you can just be a friend to somebody. And especially men, we have um, in, our, in our adult ministry, we have men whose parents are growing older and some of them who are, just have a single mom. Um, and they don't necessarily have men in their lives who are helping love and encourage and disciple them in the walk, in their walk of life. And so really men to be able to come so alongside our men um, with disabilities so that they can really grow in the Lord. Um, and then lastly, for the Lord to just show us what is the next step for Journey Church. Um, you know, there's a lot of avenues that we could pursue in disability ministry, um, different ages, different stages, or um, kind of growing something new. And we don't necessarily have the resources for all of those things, even though we might have the heart to do them. Mm -hmm. um, so for the Lord to be very clear on what is the next step that he would have us take and to have the resources to be able to do that. Great. 
I'll just add one thing to that. As you think about things you can personally pray for involved in that, uh, pray that the Lord make you a more patient person. Disability discipleship, as with kids' discipleship, is a highly inefficient thing that the Lord loves. Uh, so let's pray that we might be a church that is more patient, uh, that gives more time and attention, uh, and that isn't in a hurry so that we can love this community well. Because this is, I think, a special charge that, that God has given Journey Church. Uh, let me make one comment about discipleship classes, and then uh, Sarah's going to come up and give some announcements for the church. Uh, discipleship classes, they're really full. Uh, you guys, apparently marriage and politics was popular. Who would have thought it? Uh, but we're really excited about what's happening. You guys can continue praying for them, uh, praying for Jim and Stacy as they lead through one of the most important topics for individual lives is how our marriages go. There's, there's, little, uh, there's little more that impacts our individual flourishing than our relationship with our spouse. So for those who are married or who want to be married, you can be praying for them. Uh, and those signed up for their class. Uh, you can be praying for me. I'm talking about politics in an election year because uh, I make lots of bad decisions. Uh, that just happens to be one of them. Uh, but so far, so, so far the class is going well. We've had one meeting. Uh, I want to also clarify the term discipleship class because I realized this in a conversation earlier this week, this was a bit confusing. Discipleship classes aren't like Christianity 101. Discipleship classes are any time we are striving to learn about Jesus in a particular area. So Jim and Stacy's marriage class is a discipleship class where we're learning about what Jesus would have say about marriage. My class on politics is a discipleship class where we're learning about what the Word of God and theology and Christian philosophy says about politics. So if you see the term discipleship class, I don't want you to think Christianity 101, I outgrew that. I want you to think, how can I love or how can I learn more about what scripture and my Lord would have me know and understand about this area? Thank you for listening to Journey Church Tucson Sermon Podcast. We'd love to have you join us in person on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can find out more about us at journeyefc.org.